In response to widespread looting and rioting in Chicago, over 100 people being arrested and 19 police officers being injured, Black Lives Matter organized a rally outside of the Chicago Police Department in support of the looters saying looting is our right, calling it reparations, saying they don't care if, if someone wants to loot these businesses because those businesses have insurance. And that's not true. There's a horrifying photo of a small business that was totally ransacked and destroyed and the family hugging each other, looking amid the rubble of what was once their store. These people don't seem to actually care about any real political cause. It's just an excuse to steal things. The other day when we saw this looting and rioting, there was no political message and there was no extreme encounter with police for the most part. A man who was arrested and charged with attempted murder of police officers who was firing a weapon at them wasn't even killed. He was injured and brought to the hospital. People then spread rumors. People latched onto the rumors and then decided to start looting. If anything, it seems like they were waiting for any excuse to begin widespread looting throughout Chicago. And of course, the mayor has condemned this, saying they're not protests. They're violent criminals. Even the DA, Kim Fox, who's, you know, people have criticized Kim Fox has said that she will uphold the law in this regard. But in the past, Kim Fox actually released people who were involved in the riots back in June. Now, maybe not released, but dropped the charges on hundreds of individuals claiming they didn't have the budget to actually deal with this. Maybe this shows exactly what the problem is. Defunding the police is not the solution. And now we're seeing the real ramifications of this. Businesses being destroyed, people's lives being destroyed, people in New York are fleeing. And while we have Black Lives Matter in Chicago saying looting is our right, calling for the defunding of police, we have black lawmakers in New York City saying no. It's an overwhelmingly white movement that wants to colonize these minority neighborhoods by taking away their law enforcement, which keeps them safe. And this is backed up by data from Gallup showing 81% of the black community likes the amount of time the police spend in their neighborhoods. In fact, 20% of those people, a little bit more, actually want more police, or at least the police to spend more time in their communities. So who is backing this extremism that demands looting as a right? Unfortunately, regular people who are actually the victims are joining in saying they support this. And I absolutely denounce and reject this. If you are a business complaining about being looted, but then you come out and support the movement, I'm sorry, this is your doing. These groups only operate because politicians think it's popular. It's not popular, but they're going to keep defending it. Now, good on Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago for calling out the criminals and for DA Kim Fox, or, I'm sorry, I believe she's a state's attorney, for calling out the criminals but they have rejected support from the feds. They could have stopped this. And the same is true in New York City. They also rejected support from Donald Trump when he said he could have the feds help with law enforcement. And now what are we seeing? 13 year old kid getting robbed and a mass exodus from the city as crime skyrockets. Bill de Blasio's response, we're going to buy up the empty buildings. Is that their plan? It would seem like it. Let's check out what's going on in Chicago and let's see what their argument is for why looting is a good thing. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. There are many ways you can give, but the best thing you can do, subscribe to this channel. 
About half the people who watch my videos aren't actually subscribed. So if you want to make sure you actually do get access to all my videos when they come out, look just below the video player and there is a red button. Give a little tap or a click. And now you are more likely to actually receive notification of my videos. But hit that bell and the like button if you really want to support the channel and make sure you're getting access to my content. Here's the story from the Daily Mail. Looting is reparations. BLM protesters gather outside Chicago PD in support of looters who ransacked city Sunday night as organizer claims anything they wanted to take, they can take because these businesses have insurance. The great lie, as it were. It's just not true. Let's, let's read on. Black Lives Matter Chicago said early Monday's looting of stores was a form of reparations. As the group held a protest Monday night in support of the more than 100 people arrested after an evening of violence. Downtown Chicago was otherwise quiet after authorities cut off access with drawbridges leading into the city pulled up and freeway exits blocked after riots sparked by a false rumor of a child shot by police. At least 13 police officers were injured as the violence claimed an estimated $65 million in property damage. And let it be said and known, Black Lives Matter supports the rioting. That's it. There is no, these are just extremists taking over a peaceful protest. No, they came out and said they support this. They were out there in support of the looters who didn't care about the political cause. The organization has supported this. So please don't give me any excuses about just a small handful of extremists that are co-opting the movement. Not true. At this point, anybody who comes out for Black Lives Matter is in support of this because the organization supports it. You can argue whatever you want. I don't care. Ariel Atkins, a BLM organizer, called the looting reparations. I don't care if someone decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike store, because that makes sure that person eats. That makes sure that person has clothes. Anything they wanted to take, they can take because these businesses have insurance. Check this out. In- insane. I'm from Chicago. I'm going to tell you how crazy this is. Drawbridges leading to Chicago were lifted to prevent a repeat of the violent Sunday night. This to me is its just crazy, man. Let, let, let me show you a map here. This is Google Maps. I'll zoom in. Take a look at this. You can see there's a, a sort of peninsula formed by the Chicago River and, Michi- and, and uh, Lake Michigan, where you can see all these drawbridges. Could you imagine being trapped on the side of the rioters or being unable to move about your own city out of fears? that these people would loot and riot again. Now, there were still some ways across, for sure. Emergency access was still available, but for the most part, bridges are shut down. Here's a photo of the man. The man whose actions sparked the unrest, 20-year-old Latrell Allen, was charged with attempted murder of police. So let's make it clear. A man is being charged with attempted murder of police. There's a photo of him wielding a gun and pointing at the camera, something we see, it's, it's fairly common in Chicago. The cops say he shot at them. They fired back. He got hit in the shoulder, I believe, and was hospitalized. He's still alive. And this was grounds for widespread mass looting of the magnificent of the magnificent mile, the Gold Coast area, Goose Island, the near north side, all of these neighborhoods. Now, it was an opportunistic attack by criminals. They don't care about this. But I'll tell you what, when Black Lives Matter comes out and says they support this and they defend it, well, that just goes to show that what they were doing is in the name of Black Lives Matter. We can call them criminals and opportunists, but Black Lives Matter, they like that they're doing it. Take a look at these photos. This is what your city is going to become. I mean, this is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. This is what your city is. 
It used to be my city. I left for, for, you know, for many reasons, partly this. A Chicago police SWAT vehicles in an intersection on the west side of Chicago. We've got this. More looting and theft was reported early Monday. SWAT teams responded to the west side. Look at this. This is crazy. And then we can see protests held on Monday evening organized by Black Lives Matter as authorities braced for more violence. You know it. They're going to come out and they're going to support this. And I've got some more quotes for you. Check this out. They said, we don't need police. We need care. Here's a quote. There's no such thing as a bad protester, Atkins said. We're demanding that police be defunded. Police should not be here. They should not exist. I'm sorry. I thought defund didn't mean abolish. Especially because we're giving them all this money to beat and terrorize us. We're giving them all this money when it's like we're in an actual pandemic and people need care right now, but you're giving them police. They say, however, word had spread throughout the neighborhood about a 15 year old boy and it was it was a lie. I don't even think that the misinformation matters when at the end of the day, police who are supposed to protect shot somebody who is not endangering somebody. The, I'm just sick of the lies, man. This is what they do. You ever see the video as a conservative personality, Jack Posobiec standing on a street corner, someone punches him. It's caught on camera. The police literally watch it happen. And when the cops pull up, they turn around and come right around. The left starts yelling, these far leftists, he didn't do anything. Nothing happened. And they're laughing and smiling about it, lying. That's what they do. I've never been a big fan of the CPD, but come on, man. This guy's got pictures of himself wielding a weapon. I do not believe the cops are making up this guy shot at them. That is weird conspiracy theory insanity. They say Atkins said people are also hungry, unemployed, need resources, which boiled over into people resorting, uh, resorting to looting. Oh, yes. Looting Gucci and the Tesla dealership. All about food. Right, Ocasio-Cortez? Is that what she was claiming? Here's what she says. I think the looting is fine. People protest however they need to. People do whatever they need. These businesses have insurance. They can get it all back. We can't get our lives back once they kill us. We can't get rid of that trauma once you've been attacked by a police officer. Silly, silly games. Absolutely silly games. All lies. They don't have insurance. That's just that's just not true. Some stores do, but you're not justifying looting a Gucci. I'm sorry. Now Chicago has to clean up. The city has locked down the downtown area. To me, it's just absolutely insane. Kim Fox, the DA, is being uh, uh, criticized because they're, they're, look, she's been releasing people. I'm sorry, not releasing, but she's been dropping the charges against people at a much higher rate than her predecessor. And while some of this is probably good, it can absolutely lead to serious problems. The reason why I'd say, say it's good is maybe prosecution has been a bit overzealous in the past. It's a hard assumption to make. I don't know for sure. I do know that she is releasing violent criminals more than her predecessor. And when it came to the rioting, the rioting back in June, she absolutely did cut loose around 800 or so people. I wonder how many of them were involved in the chaos that took place Monday. Kim Fox defends response to Chicago looting, says offenders will be brought to justice. These criminals were emboldened by no consequences in their in the criminal system, says CPD Superintendent Brown. Cook County State's attorney Kim Fox defended herself against claims she doesn't do enough to bring looters to justice. She was criticized Monday for not prosecuting other looters to the fullest extent of the uh, fullest extent from the unrest this summer that sparked following the death of George Floyd. More than 100 people were arrested overnight. This we understand. We have made the case. We have the videos. We have the officer testimony. These people need to be held accountable and not cycled through the system, Lightfoot said. 
That's the mayor. Lightfoot urged those overseeing the cases to step up, which is something Superintendent Brown says they failed to do following the George Floyd riots. They say protest, I say riot. He said a lot of arrests were made, but not prosecuted to the fullest extent. These criminals were emboldened by no consequence in the criminal system, Brown said. The notion that people believe that they are somehow empowered because they because people were not prosecuted is simply not true, Fox said. Well, I'll tell you this. As someone who has family in Chicago, as somebody who's actually asked about what's going on, that is not the opinion of regular people in the city. The opinion, at least of the people I know in the city, is that by releasing all of these people and by, because of the riots and the protests, these people, the rioters and the looters, no longer fear the police. That was a very humorous moment. And the Monday, early Monday, Sunday night riots where a, a, a vehicle pulled up and yelled at one of the looters, go home. And they yelled, you go home. They didn't even care. The cop couldn't do anything. All he could say was go home. And this is what you get. Kim Fox. She uh, uh, Fox also called on the officials to work together rather than point fingers as she defended her office's role in prosecuting looters. She claims only 325 looting arrests CPD made during May and June were considered felonies. She added that the courts did not open back up until July 1st, and those cases are still pending. Those cases are coming to court now. We are now in the August hearing and status dates now, she said, making a point to add that none of the cases were dropped. None of the felonies were dropped. But let let me bring you back in time to June 30th. Drop Fox, drop misdemeanor charges related to recent protests. Check this out. Cook County State's attorney Kim, Kim Fox's office has instructed prosecutors they should be inclined to drop certain misdemeanor charges and some felonies under certain circumstances related to protests against police brutality. Sure, maybe it makes sense in some capacity, but I'll tell you what, when you publicly announce you're going to be releasing people, don't be surprised when they get emboldened and say, time to go loot and party. And this is what you get. But let me tell you what really bothers me. Now, I can hold these government officials accountable. I I can criticize or to the extent that I can criticize them. I can criticize them for their role in emboldening this. But I highlighted this, this story in an earlier segment. Seattle business owners fed up with crime, worry about cuts to the police department. And there is an absolutely amazing passage in this story. They say, sadly, it's become routine. We've gotten good at calling the insurance company, boarding up windows and protecting the store. It's just exhausting. Two of his three stores have been hit five times since protests began. He offered that unnerving feeling he has never goes away for him and his staff. I describe it as a low tension that never goes away, Munson said. And now with with Seattle police budget cuts on the way. And then he says, we fully support the Black Lives Matter movement and want to see change. I just showed you in Chicago, the Black Lives Matter movement advocates for, supports and defends looting and looters. How dare you, bootlicker, come out and praise this group saying you support them while crying about them damaging your business. Let me tell you what a bootlicker is not. When someone says, I support the police in trying to stop violent riots, the left goes, you're a bootlicker. No, that's not a bootlicker. That's you saying, go do your job, police, and keep the community safe and stop the violence. I'll tell you what a bootlicker is. It's a business owner that says, we're so fed up with the riots and the people damaging our property. And then they turn around and say, but we support everything you do. They got on their knees and they licked the boots of Black Lives Matter. At this point, the national organization is not denouncing the violence. Local chapters are supporting the violence. 
I mean, this is not even not even an exaggeration. It is overt. They're supporting the violence. So how dare you in Seattle where they just drove out their black female police chief? She she's resigning. How dare you support this movement? It's absolutely insane. But let me show you something. Check this out from civics, a poll. Do you support or oppose the Black Lives Matter movement? Now, I've shown you this several times because we keep getting updates. As it turns out, more and more people are opposing Black Lives Matter as time goes on. Support has dropped now to 49% with opposition at 37% and 12% on the, uh, they're they're not necessarily on the, well, they're on the fence. 2% are unsure. 12% neither support nor oppose. I guess they're saying, leave me out of it. 37%. It's increased since the start of the riots from 28% up to 37. Following the George Floyd incident, support for Black Lives Matter skyrocketed to 53%. It's now fallen down to 49% in the past couple of months. Why? Because the rioting does not stop. And because now people are starting to realize what's really going on. The looting, it's a part of their playbook. It's part of the game. They say, hey, good. Now these people can buy stuff. It's reparations. It's our right, they say, in defense of looting. So let me tell you, people want to argue about Antifa. They want to say that Antifa is a terror organization, whatever you want to call it. This isn't Antifa. This is Black Lives Matter, a top down national organization with leaders, with chapters, with membership, with a national organization that receives don- donations through Act Blue, a progressive fundraising platform. If these people are advocating for political for crimes to push political or social change, they are engaging in terror. If Black Lives Matter comes out and says they support it, are they not now a domestic terrorist organization? Well, we've got Black Lives Matter protests internationally, but to the extent that they actually coordinate, I don't think so. We don't really have domestic terror organizations in this country because of the First Amendment. But let me tell you, Shouldn't these crimes be investigated the same as Bill Barr is going after? I should say the DOJ is going after Antifa. If Black Lives Matter groups went around Chicago destroying everything and the organization says, good, what they're doing is good. It's our right. They're they're taking credit for it. They're supporting it. They were demanding these people be released from jail. Are they not supporting terror? They are, as far as I can tell. And look, man, this is where it gets sad for me. Who opposes defunding N- uh, NYPD? These black lawmakers. Several black city council members have lashed out at progressives, comparing calls to defund the police to colonization and political gentrification. Yes, that's right. We've been hearing from black lawmakers in New York and activists saying, bring our police back. They do not support defunding the police. Crime has been going up. People have been getting hurt. And it's because of Black Lives Matter. It absolutely is. They are tearing down the system. They are advocating for violence against businesses and small businesses. And it's it's getting to that point where it needs to be called out. From Gallup, black Americans want police to retain local presence. Here it is. Check this out. They say 81 percent want police to spend the same amount or uh, uh, the same amount of time or more time in their area. So where does this narrative come from about, you know, these communities wanting police to be defunded or abolished? Well, it comes from over from from a group of people that is overwhelmingly white. I bring you now to the Brookings Institute, where they say the diversity of the protests in the U.S. 
54% is white. That's right. The majority of these protests are white people. The next group is uh, uh, black Americans at 21%. It's slightly disproportionate relative to population uh, demographics. There are more black people joining the protests uh, percentage-wise than there, than there are in this country. That's, that's good. That's good for Black Lives Matter. It shows that there is interest among the black community to support Black Lives Matter. Still, the bulk of their support, 54%, comes from white progressives. White progressives coming into these neighborhoods and demanding they take the cops away. That's privilege. That's literally what you would call, I suppose, class privilege or, hey, I'll use their language, white privilege. These people from middle class, upper class neighborhoods who don't have the same level of crime as some of these poorer neighborhoods are demanding the police be defunded. And it's resulting in the obvious looting, crime, and all of these problems. Now we can go to, uh, you know, New York. We do not welcome it. Mayor, Mayor de Blasio opposes Trump sending federal agents to NYC. I highlight this from July 20th because it, it, it's in line with what we saw from Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago. All of these mayors were offered federal assistance. We got, the, we, got the, we got the law enforcement guys ready and waiting. You let them know what you need, they are there, and they are there for you. And these politicians rejected it. They said no. And then violent crime, looting, escalation, and it's their fault. Because it's not, in my opinion, just about whether or not they accepted federal law enforcement help, but that they're unwilling to use their own federal law enforcement. They're defunding their police. Not only are they defunding their police, but they refuse to allow the feds to come in and help. And that brings you here. 13-year-old son of NYPD deputy commissioner robbed near Central Park. Now we got 13-year-olds getting robbed. 13-year-olds getting robbed in New York City. You know what, man? I I imagine it's only going to be getting worse. Because I want you to think about this. Support for Black Lives Matter is still at 49%. Opposition at 37%. That means the plurality of people still support it. Not the majority anymore, slightly less. What do you think that means for these groups in Chicago that are saying, good, looting is good? What do you think that means? It means the looters are emboldened. It means they have political support. And it means they know if they go out and they get attacked or arrested, they can use that footage to make everything worse for the city and the police because a large group of people aren't paying attention and actively support the looting. You want to know what the most horrifying thing to me about all of this is? Is that we have these photos of people whose lives have been upended and destroyed. There's a, there's a viral photo. I don't know if we have it of a family standing in their business, a small business, not one of these major, you know, legacy luxury merchandise stores. They're looking at all the destruction. There are people looking at their city lying in ruins. And you have these people laughing, saying, you know, good on them. And I'll tell you what really, really got to me, man. It's, It's a high profile progressive that I know a decently known celebrity posting an image talking about how who cares about the looting? You know, I'm you know, I'm going to cry about looting box stores or whatever that have shut down small businesses. It's a lie. It's propaganda. That's what they say. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, do any of these people realize it wasn't just Best Buy that was looted? Sure, it was Apple. It was Best Buy. It was all these shops, but it was small businesses. Look at this. Rossi's. What is this? cold beer, bodega, what is it, sandwiches? Look at this. A CVS was smashed. Small restaurants and stores came under fire. Workers at Rossi's clean up the streets outside the store. Oh yeah, that's the big box store. That's, that's, that's who's being targeted. And they have insurance? No. 
That's just a lie. These people don't understand how the world works. They don't understand what, it, what a hard day of work is. They just want stuff and they're blaming everyone else. And they're actively supporting the destruction. It's spreading to other cities. Crime is skyrocketing in New York. And now we're seeing a mass exodus from New York City. Start spreading the news. New Yorkers are leaving today. Movers say they are inundated with people leaving the city. New Yorkers have been relocating to other cities in hordes amid the pandemic. Moving companies say business is booming as people move out of the city. I got bad news for the movers in New York, though. Yeah, there's not going to be a whole lot of business after the fact. Florida and California were the main destinations people were relocating to. Now, it is a lot, a lot having to do with coronavirus. But I think it also has to do with the explosion in crime. 286% increase in the Upper West Side. Thanks. That's defunding the police. 13-year-old kid getting robbed. Yeah. Defunding the police, refusing federal assistance, and supporting groups that defend looting. Here's the kicker. Bill de Blasio, without any legal process, used taxpayer funds to paint Black Lives Matter on Fifth Avenue in front of Trump Tower. He then had the NYPD protect it. This was illegal. He abused his power. He had no right to do this. He did it anyway. Then these cops come out and decide they're going to defend Bill de Blasio's reelection campaign. And Black Lives Matter simultaneously defends the destruction of these communities. They call for the disrupting the, the nuclear family. They support looting and destruction. And the mayor of New York City paints their slogan in the street. This is it. This is where we're heading. So long as these groups continue to support Black Lives Matter, they will be emboldened and it will get worse. Now, of course, as I think it's fair to point out, I can mention the plurality of people support Black Lives Matter, but opposition is increasing every day and support is declining every day. So perhaps, perhaps this will backfire on them. But for now, it is important that you know and you tell others that in Chicago, the official Black Lives, organiza- Black Lives Matter organization said good to all of the looting. So when your neighborhood gets looted, when they come to your house and they vandalize your property, when they smash your windows, just remember it was supported by this. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. over at youtube.com slash News. Thanks for hanging out and I will see you all there. Seattle's police chief, Carmen Best, has resigned amid a vote by the Seattle City Council to defund the police. Now they call it a historic cut to the police department budget but it's actually relatively small. In fact, the defunding of the police was so weak that one of the far left city council women got mad and voted against it, demanding a 50% reduction to the police budget. Well, hey, chill. Don't worry. You're still getting what you want. The police are going to have their salaries slashed. There's going to be layoffs and they're going to be completely demoralized. We also have this story following this vote. Carmen Best, black female police chief driven out by Seattle council. They were going to slash the police chief salary by just over $20,000. And this is a black female police chief, and it's all in the name of Black Lives Matter. Well, congratulations. You are defunding your police. And now I'm going to throw it to Seattle business owners. Uh, you know what, man? We had rides throughout Chicago, Seattle, Portland. Once again, Portland was riding just last night. Yeah, yeah, you get it, man. I- I've got some stuff to show you, but what am I supposed to say at this point? We know what's going on. Night 74. And yet you still have these people publicly declaring their support for Black Lives Matter. And I am sick of it. Seattle business owners fed up with crime worry about cuts to police department. And guess what they say? But we support Black Lives Matter. Oh, you you do. 
You support the people running around smashing up your windows, and then you have the nerve to complain about people smashing up your windows? No, I don't want to hear it. You're concerned about cuts to the police department, yet you publicly support a movement and where one of their demands is defund the police? Shut your mouth. I am sick and tired of hearing it. You have brought this on yourself every single day. You're like, yeah, yeah, we support everything they're doing. Oh, no. Why are they doing it to me? Because you asked them to. I'm not even mad at the Black Lives Matter rioters and extremists right now on this one. I'm mad at the business owners who are giving them public support. These people are only able to do what they do because of some support of these groups. Because the business will put up the flyers and say, yeah, yeah, yeah we're, all, we're okay with all of this. And then come out and be like, oh, oh no, look at, look at all, the, all, the, all the destruction. But we support, you know what, man? Nah, nah. All of this is happening as homicides around the country are skyrocketing. And what, and, and what do we get now? We get DAs who say we will not prosecute straight up. So now we're hearing more and more stories about these Black Lives Matter extremists smashing things up, destroying property and being released. And what do we hear from these people in cities? We support this. What are you talking about? Why are you supporting this? Call it out. You know, the other day in Chicago, following the, the mass looting on Monday, or so, so we had mass looting early Monday morning. And then later in the night, we saw a Black Lives Matter rally. They were holding up a sign that said, our futures have been looted, loot back or something like that. That's right. They're embracing the looters who went around stealing and destroying in the name of social justice. So all of these businesses, all of these people who claim they support this, you are doing it to yourself and don't expect me to come and clean up the mess that you wrought. You brought it on yourself and now you want my, you know what, man? Look, I'll tell you what. There's the door. There's the exit, right? What I mean is there is a way out of the mess you created for yourself. Don't expect me to do all the work for you. All you got to do is walk out that door and say, I do not support this. I reject this. But so long as you're sitting there standing side by side, linking arms with these people saying you support them, when they turn around and bash some skulls, that's on you, not me. So let's, let, let me read a little bit what's going on with the police chief. And then we'll talk about what these, these, the hypocrisy of these business owners who are supporting a movement and complaining about it at the same time. Carmen Best. Seattle's first black female police chief will announce her resignation Tuesday at 11 a.m., just one day after the Seattle City Council devastated the police department with reckless budget cuts. Best informed officers of her decision to retire in an email late Monday night. It is effective September 2nd. To be clear, Best is being driven out by council members, taking the city down a destructive path. After the budget cuts, 100 officers will now lose their job, the majority of them likely officers of color. Best, however, won't let them go first. She's stepping down seemingly in protest of the council's actions. Will this be a wake up call to the city of Seattle? Will residents rise up and demand the council stop listening to a small group of unreasonable fringe activists? Time will tell. I'm going to go ahead and say no. You want to know why I'm going to say no? Because of stories like this. Man, it, it, it takes a special kind of stupid to be like, clapping and cheering as people riot and loot and destroy everything. And you're like, yeah, I support this. And then when they come and smash your window, you go, oh, no, how could this have happened? Check this out. They say two. So this is from the other night. Two people are in custody and four others may be charged after eight businesses were hit by vandals last night in Seattle's first hill. Some business owners are fed up. They worry if this is happening before SPD cuts, what will happen afterwards? Yeah. Seattle police 
said the individuals arrested were part of a group of protests that began at Cal Anderson Park Sunday night. 911 calls started coming in around 10:15 p.m. Police said they arrived at 7th and East Madison Street. A few of the arrested were allegedly in the midst of smashing a storefront's windows. Smashed storefront spray paint, clean up and board up. It feels as if it's the new norm for some business owners. It's it is just an unnerving experience, said Jamie Munson. From First Hill to Capitol Hill to Munson's Pioneer Square, simply Seattle store, the same scene. Sadly, it's become routine. We've gotten good at calling the insurance company, boarding up windows and protecting the store. It's just exhausting. Two of his three stores have been hit five times since protests began. He offered that unnerving feeling he was never uh, the unnerving feeling he has never goes away for him or his staff. I describe it as a low tension that never goes away. And now with SPD budget cuts on the way, we fully support the Black Lives Matter movement and want to see change. That's a special kind of stupid right there. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. We just watched. Listen, we watched mass looting and rioting throughout Chicago. In June, Lori Lightfoot of Chicago was offered federal assistance. You don't, you're, you're not taking orders from the president. He's saying, yeah, I got some stuff. You want to use it? Imagine if like you got a, your dog took a dump on your, on your floor in your kitchen and your buddy is like, I got a mop in my car. And you're like, I don't need, I don't, I don't need lessons on cleaning from you. And you're like, it, okay, sure. That's what you get. And now Chicago is, has been ransacked and looted. And the Black Lives Matter groups are supporting the riots and the looters, demanding they be released. It is not about any of this nonsense, anything to do with police brutality. It is about power. It is about stealing. It's about theft. And it is about destroying these systems. So if you're as dumb as this guy to say, we fully support the movement as they repeatedly, routinely destroy our businesses, man, special kind of stupid. I'll tell you what. Think about this. He's straight up saying he has multiple stores. He has anxiety. He has to call the insurance company over and over again. And then he dares to say this. I'm sick of this, man. Perhaps if you stood up, the city council wouldn't have just voted to defund your police, you morons. He said, he, uh, but he said he's like many business owners who feel stuck in the middle. They worry cuts are hasty. Munson is like 16 business association leaders who signed a letter imploring city council not to, to make some of the cuts. No, you don't get to do that. You don't get to say, please, I reject the demands of Black Lives Matter while announcing my full support for the movement. These people live in some kind of fantasy land where they think there's some like magical group of people that's all heroic and utopian or whatever. Have you listened to any of the demands of these people? They, they, they talk about dissolving the nuclear, disrupting the nuclear family. I'm sorry. But more importantly, the people marching around smashing things up, they're flying those flags. Who do you think those people are? You're like, I, I support you. They think the council has made decisions about, uh, without enough public input and no real plan. John Scholes, president of the Downtown Seattle Association, signed that letter. So did executive directors of the Alliance for Pioneer Square, Ballard Alliance and Seattle Chinatown International Business Improvement Area, to name a few. Now, you know, you know what I'm going to say? I'm glad they defunded the police. I am glad. You know why? That's called that's called democracy. All right. If these business owners keep wanting to announce publicly they support this movement, well, then you're getting exactly what you've asked for. Now, your letter is meaningless. You know, you know, I'll put it this way. Actions speak louder than words. And if you stand up on a pedestal and you announce to the press and have them publish your name saying you support all of this, well, then I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. I'm happy the city has done the right thing to uphold what you have supported. Perhaps at a certain point, people like Munson will actually denounce this publicly and say, I don't support it. Scholes 
when it comes to eliminating the city's investigation, uh, uh, Shoals, when it comes to eliminating the city's investigation team in the midst of a homeless crisis, uh, there's, there's, it's, a, it's a quote from him. I think it's reckless, a reckless set of decisions that is not going to result in, in more just policing for black lives in our community, which is desperately needed. It's going to make the problem worse, not better. It's going to be more difficult for neighborhoods dealing with significant encampments, and we're, and we're going to not get help to the people who really need it. He said prior to debate about cutting SPD's budget, one area in Pioneer Square that had a few tents, he says it now has about 70 tents, pointed to a new encampment that, that recently set up in Denny Park and concerns after a recent hepatitis A outbreak at a Ballard and Cass is wonderful. I used to live in Seattle. I used to live relatively close to Ballard. And now you've got a hep A outbreak. Great. Th- thank you, uh, um, people of Seattle, for making the city uninhabitable. This, this is the problem. The, we are seeing a spike in homicides in many different cities. And I'll tell you what the problem is. We got a bunch of irresponsible, immature, entitled individuals. You got, you got, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm really, really frustrated by this. Like the amount of entitlement of a business owner to support the, the rampage, the months of rioting, the death, and then be like, but, but what about my stores? The only reason these people are able to do this is because these morons keep coming out and supporting them. And that's it. And so the city does what the city does. They say, we got all of these messages of support. Everybody loves the murals. They're putting signs in their windows. Okay, defund the police. Police chief resigns. And now they're going, oh, no, 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 not. Oh, no. Oh, yes. It's what you asked for. Look at this. In the wake of COVID-19 lockdowns, a troubling surge in homicides. Oh, 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 is that what it is? New York Times. It's, it's in the wake of COVID-19 lockdowns. Gee, I thought it might have something to do with, uh, I don't know, DAs releasing people, 30 people dead in the George Floyd riots, 30 people dead. And I thought maybe it's because they keep releasing criminals. The other day, there was a report that Kim Fox of Chicago had been uh, dismissing felony charges against uh, criminal uh, uh, suspects at a very, very high rate, 35% higher than her predecessor. Now, a lot of these were narcotics charges. And I got to admit, I'm, I'm actually, I have no problem with that for the most part. It, it depends on what the charges are for sure. I don't know. But if it's like pot related charges and stuff, I'm, I, don't, I don't care. You know, release these people, whatever, man, nonviolent offenses. It's, it's mostly okay. But she was releasing, you know, like aggravated assaults and homicides. She was dismissing these charges at a higher rate than her predecessor. And that to me is, is strange because if they have the evidence to go after these people, you shouldn't, you should see a static number in the amount that get dismissed, right? If 5% of all, you know, charges that are brought against somebody turn out to be flimsy, well, then those, they they get dismissed. Why would the number go up unless she's taking a more lenient view of what, you know, is actually, you know, no, no. So the point is she's giving the benefit of the doubt to a lot of people and lo and behold, crime is up. But let me show you what's going on. We got some some news from uh, Andy No. Demetria Hester, 46, a celebrated Portland BLM leader, was arrested and charged at the North Portland Antifa riot. She has a long criminal history in Washington state that includes charges for prostitution, theft, assault, and domestic violence. And then he says, quickly released and charges immediately not pursued. Multnomah County DA declines charges against Demetria Hester. Well, Andy points out, Demetria Hester, who was arrested charged and released yesterday, is back at another unlawful assembly. The DA's office announced immediately they wouldn't pursue charges against her. Here, here. Bravo. You know what, man? 
I'm getting out of this area. I'm getting out of New Jersey. Phil Murphy is a lunatic. These, these, these Democrats have lost their minds, and I will be shocked if they win. It will, it, it will be insane. I am sickened. Now I'm seeing people on Facebook who are talking about how you must support these Democrats, and I just don't believe it. I really don't. You got to be blind to see what, what these people are doing is psychotic. How many times these cops got to arrest these people who are burning, trying to burn down buildings? They keep releasing them. More importantly, I'm just, you know, I, I saw a post from local business owners in my area, and they're being threatened directly by the governor. You know, the story of Atlas Jim, they arrested the business owners. They're doing it again. They're allowing all of this mayhem and chaos, more riots. Look at this. Andy No. Overnight from the 10th to the 11th, Antifa rioters attacked the police precinct again. Officer was hit in the face with a metal ball. Rioters threw rocks, eggs, and water bottles. Only nine were arrested. It hasn't stopped. It's not going to stop. And there are people who are actually supporting this. I am, I am, I am deeply offended by this, by the people. You can tell how angry I am, who, who stand back and say they're going to vote for what these people are doing, these unconstitutional edicts, this, this nightmarish policy, they need to be voted out. We need, I mean, look, in my opinion, the moment any one of these leaders declares some, an unconstitutional authoritarian edict, I think, it should, we, I think we got to have some kind of law in the books where there could be a quick redress of grievances. And when you get someone like Phil Murphy or Cuomo or Newsom or, or Garcetti in LA, as soon as they announce that they intend to violate rights, you get a, you special, a special cop walks in, cuffs them, and walks them out. You know what they're doing in LA? They said they're going to shut off people's water and power if they peaceably assemble. Now, I, I know they said party, partiers. I don't care. You can call it whatever you want. Same thing. Call it a party. I call it a peaceable, you know, peaceful assembly. But they're, now they're, they're shutting down churches. Nah, man, I'm over it. I'm over, I'm, 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 I'm over it in the sense that I'm just fed up with these people who are now coming out saying you must vote for Biden and stuff like that. Are you nuts? You want this? Now, look, I mentioned it before. People like to say, but this is Trump's America. No, 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 no. Hold on. What's going on in Seattle is the fault of the Seattle residents. 100%. I am, I am at the point now where I believe too many people have skirted their responsibility. But let me be clear. If you're one of these people in Seattle, in Portland, and you do speak up and you do say no, bravo and an amazing job. And I mean that sincerely. If you're one of these people who's going to come out and support all of this and then cry when they come for you, what, 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 what am I supposed to say to that? You got exactly what you asked for. It is mayhem. It is, it is, it is chaos. And the narrative has crumbled. Look at this Wall Street Journal editorial board. Looters rampage in Chicago and arson returns to Portland. Yeah, they're defunding police. The chaos will get worse. And you still, for some reason, have people saying they support this and they're going to be voting for these Democrats. And what? Have you lost your mind? At what point is is enough enough? You know what it is? I am sick of the people who say I'm going to just hide and I'll be okay. I'll keep my head down. And that's many of these people who are saying they support the movement. Nah. At this point, the movement has become a, a group of wild extremists romping around, smashing and stealing in Chicago. That's exactly what they did. And when they got arrested, 100, over 100 arrests, Black Lives Matter came out defending these people who were shooting guns at cops. 19 officers now injured, ramming cars into windows to loot stores, shooting, a gun, shooting bullets into the window of a Gucci to try and break in. 
and Black Lives Matter defended them. I am not exaggerating. They came out in defense. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. And here's the best part. In defund police cities with rising crime, getting a gun is no easy task, near impossible to get a permit. Strict laws, lack of shops, pandemic-related delays contribute to difficulty. Congratulations, my friends. Here's the new reality. Criminals have no problem getting guns, and they don't care. Now they're not scared of the cops. They're doing whatever they want, and they have support from Black Lives Matter. In Chicago, people were shooting at cops. One guy was shooting into a window. And what happens? Well, regular law-abiding citizens struggle to actually get weapons in places like this. In New York, in Chicago, LA, it's rather difficult relative to many other places. New Jersey, it's especially difficult. So you have criminals romping about, damaging, destroying. You have district attorneys that will not prosecute them. You have local businesses clapping and cheering. Yay, yay, keep doing it. Yay, keep doing it. And they smash up your windows. Not every business. I'm just mad at the ones that are supporting this. And you can't even you can't even defend yourself. You can't even defend yourself. It's incredible, isn't it? You know, I, I reminded of the trope of, you know, someone trying to break into a gas station or, you know, steal, rob a gas station. The guy pulls out a shotgun. They do it in movies all the time. You know, people don't realize that's not true for a lot of these big cities. They walk into a, a, a gas station in Chicago. And the only thing you can do is say, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Please. Can I have another when they come in with guns? And sometimes they just kill you. We got a rule in Chicago. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody follows this, but especially when you're when you're, uh, you know, living on the south side. When you're pulling up to a red light, you always make sure to leave one full car length in front of you. You know why? Because if you pull right up to the car in front of you at a light, they run up and then they carjack you and they're armed. They have guns and you can't do anything. But if you leave a full car length in front of you open and you keep that space, as soon as the people start running towards you, you slam the gas and peel out. You need that space. That's that's a rule that many of us on the south side for the most part on the South Side, but many in Chicago actually have about how to deal with the fact that people are armed and you can't defend yourself. I mean, you're in your car. It's the best way to escape anyway. Ultimately, the point is this. What we're seeing around this country is escalating. We've got district attorneys and state's attorneys releasing people. They're prosecuting people like the McCloskeys who would defend themselves. They're making it almost impossible you for impossible for you to get a weapon to defend yourself. And when you do have it, you get the McCloskey treatment. They claim it was a crime. Yet when they march around with guns in the streets, like in Austin, this guy, Garrett Foster, oh, he's a martyr. He's a hero because he was marching around with a loaded rifle. He's allowed to do it for sure. Isn't everybody else? Meanwhile, the police are being defunded. So no, I'm sorry. You can't just call the police anymore. They say, well, what do you need a gun for? You can call the police. Not anymore. You can't because the cops can't do anything and the riots are happening. So homicides are on the rise. Oh, what's that? You want to defend yourself from potential for murder? Sorry, you can't get guns in these jurisdictions. If you have, if you still live in these cities and you are praising this, shame on you. But if you live in these cities and you haven't gotten out yet, this is your wake up call. This is your warning. You know what? I know a lot of people can't do it. If it were me, I would just leave everything behind. And I've seen the stories. People have trashed their furniture, tossed everything out and just fled these cities. The election is coming. You think it's bad now. I am not kidding. I am doing everything in my power to move extremely quickly. And it is very difficult. I get it. It's, it's rough, especially amid the COVID pandemic. So not everybody can do it. But if you've got family, if you've got friends, then I would recommend getting out of those cities, man. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. And I will see you all then.
There's been a viral video going around of a police officer seemingly choking a woman and choke slamming her because she was refusing to wear a mask. This took place in Australia. Many people were sharing it, saying things like this is getting out of hand. It's getting nuts. And, you know, I saw the video and I said, sure, whatever. There's probably a lot of context I don't know here. So it's important to make sure we get all the facts. Well, as it turns out, this woman was, in fact, being at least held by the neck. Apparently, the officer was trying to keep her head turned so she couldn't spin on him. That's what some people are saying, though she was saying things like, I can't breathe. And he does choke slam her to the ground. I woke up this morning and I was browsing Reddit and I came across this subreddit, Justice Served. Yes, people love justice. They love seeing videos of people who do bad things getting their comeuppance. Sure enough, this video is posted to the subreddit, but it's not just posted to it. The moderators have placed it at the top, stickied it, meaning it remains there by force, whether you like it or not. And they call it police justice. This video is horrifying. It's got 37,478 upvoted points. And the comments are, you know, it's so absurd. It's actually hilarious. What we are seeing is overt authoritarianism in Australia, where they are physically abusing a woman for not wearing a mask. And here's the best part. My friends, why do you think it is I'm talking about this? Is it because it's shocking to see police body slamming a woman to the ground? Or could it be that she had a medical exemption? That's right. The police never actually fined or charged this woman because it turns out she did, in fact, have a medical exemption. So the police were harassing a woman who wasn't supposed to be wearing a mask for medical reasons, and they physically attack her and then charged her with resisting arrest. Welcome to real authoritarianism. And they call this justice. The left says it's justice when a cop illegally, for no reason, body slams a woman while choking her. Hmm. What happened to I can't breathe? The scary thing about it is that many of the comments on the Reddit thread are praising this, saying you get what you deserve. Look at the title they used. This is how the Australian police will deal with you if you treat public health and safety directives as a threat to your masculinity or nut job conspiracy. Amazing. Except the reality is this is how the Australian police will deal with you if you have a medical exemption and they make assumptions about what you should be doing by edict. Well, she was following the law. To be fair, she gave the cop the business, okay? She, you know, he was asking her questions and she was like, you know, basically F off. And so he decided to get physical and abuse this woman, which is insane. And I tell you what, man, in, in Australia, it seems like you don't have the same rights you would get in a country like the US. I think that's fairly obvious. We have something great called the Constitution. It's being torn apart. It's being crapped all over. And I grow, uh, I'm, I'm more and more worried every day when I see things like 1.5 million subscribers on Justice Served and they're claiming that police br brutalizing a woman who did nothing wrong is justice. At the same time, what would they say about George Floyd? I find it. I find it very interesting. Well, I want to show you this. I want to show you the inversion. This is what you get from the left. They praise this. They cheer for it. Now, you have your choice. You can join the right, which is a large tent full of liberals, moderates, you know, conservatives, Trump supporters, and many, and libertarians. And you, or you can join the left, which is anti-Trump resistance people, not really liberals, because like actual liberals, nah, they're not into this stuff, or the far left. It's that, That's what you can choose. Now, on the far left, you'll get brutalized by cops. They will riot in your neighborhoods. They will destroy your businesses. On the right, 
you will get support for police. They'll defend your business. They'll defend the police. They'll still be critical of police brutality for sure. Like Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh, for instance, criticized the police in the George Floyd incident. I can respect that. And you will get this. Smash Mouth lead singer says F that COVID S during packed concert at Sturgis after 250,000 rowdy bikers gathered in South Dakota for annual rally amid pandemic. Take a look at these photos, man. These people are having a good time. Now, I'm tell- I'll tell you this. Listen, I want to read you the story about what happened with this woman. Give you some hard facts about how she had a medical exemption and they didn't charge her for anything. The point I'm trying to make is perhaps you find yourself on the left. You don't like the idea that hundreds of thousands of people don't care about a pandemic and they're going to make things worse. I can respect that position. I can't respect the authoritarian position of abusing a woman while you just came out and condemned the police before for choking a guy. To me, it reeks of pure hypocrisy. But let me just remind you, when they say defund the police, they don't actually want to end the police. They want to be the police. They want to replace the police with themselves. They've already done it. When they get attacked, they say, help, help, call the police. When they are attacking someone else, they say, abolish the police. Police are pigs. All cops are bad. So if you would like to, you know, side with the right, and I don't mean like every single person, you'll be at a party. You'll be enjoying food and, you know, you'll do what you want to do. They'll tell you to, you know, F that authoritarian, whatever nonsense. You join the left, they will mock you as you are beaten by police or by the rioters. Here's the story. Police seen choking woman in video for not wearing face mask. There it is. Bystanders recorded footage of a physical altercation between a Melbourne police officer and a woman over a face mask yesterday, with the officer apparently choking the woman in the viral video. The video shows police talking to the 21-year-old St. Kilda woman on a street in Collingwood. The woman appeared to attempt to walk away, but was blocked by the officer who grabbed her and put his hands up to her neck. The woman shouted, he's choking me. As the woman resisted, there was a struggle along the street. The officer still had a firm grip on the woman as she continued to plead. He's choking me and screamed, get off of me. A female pull officer approached the woman as the male officer pinned her to the wall. The woman being choked kicked in the direction of the female officer as she started to approach. Look what you are doing over a mask, said the man filming the video during the altercation. She's got an excuse for not wearing a mask, he is heard saying in the video. She went to the doctor yesterday. What about your meter and a half distancing, said the man in the video to the police. You're hypocrites. Ask yourself why you're attacking us. Effing citizens, the man filming said. Why am I under arrest? Asked the woman repeatedly, repeatedly assault. The woman is heard saying, you grabbed me. I did not assault you. So the woman went to the doctor. She got a mask exemption. The cop attacks her physically and then accuses her of assault. Yeah, man. And they claim to want to abolish the police, but they're cheering for this now. Okay, maybe not all of them, but they're claiming they want to defund the police, but they're cheering for this now. What do you think would happen if the police in every jurisdiction did everything the left said? They would say, praise the police, release the looters, release the the, the rioters and defend us from our enemies, and we will support you, they say. That's what they're saying right now. Choke the woman. Ha ha ha. It's funny. It's justice. That's what, and that's, and that's what, what you could expect. Quote, I'm Chris Scott from Melbourne West Police Station, said the officer, after being asked by the man filming. A representative from Victoria Police told Newsweek that the woman refused to provide identification for breaching the chief health officer's directions in Collingwood on Monday. Officers were patrolling on Wellington Street, when they observed a 21-year-old woman not wearing a face covering about 5 p.m. on the 10th of August. 
Police made the decision to arrest the woman after she failed to provide her name and address. She also did not state she had an exemption for not wearing a face covering. She then became physically aggressive and kicked a female officer to the upper body. The woman continued to resist arrest and had to be taken to the ground before being arrested. The female officer was transported to hospital for observation. The St. Kilda woman was taken to a police station to confirm identity and has been charged with resisting police and assaulting, resist police and assault police. I guess it's Australian way they frame it. She did not receive a fine for failing to wear a face covering because she later told the police she had an exemption. Here's the issue. I don't like the idea of her kicking the cop. I think that was a mistake. But I don't like the idea of a cop walking up to a woman and grabbing her by the throat and choke slamming her over this. I don't like the idea of the cops doing the George Floyd either. Be consistent in your complaints. I will absolutely criticize this woman for giving the cop the business when she didn't need to. She needed to only say, here's who I am. I have a medical exemption. How does that sound? Be polite. She wanted to get rough and rowdy at the cops. And this is what ends up happening. However, while I could understand them doing something like calling in backup and saying, we're, 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 you know, we're going to fine you or come on, man, to be completely honest, just being like, OK, fine, whatever, backing away and letting the woman walk around without a mask on. It's absurd. Or they could have asked her, listen, we don't want to escalate. Do you have an exemption? Is there a reason you're not wearing a mask? OK, fine. You got to choose your battles and the police choose to choke slam a person. We got a problem. I have absolutely no problem criticizing the police when they do this, especially in Australia. I have no problem criticizing the police in New Jersey, in Dallas, in New York, who enforce unconstitutional edict in the United States. I do not like seeing people choke slam someone like George Floyd or this woman. Now, mind you, the body cam footage for George Floyd came out and it paints a very, very different picture. He was resisting quite a bit. And he kicked his way out of the car. But more importantly, he also said, hold me on the ground several times. That's a very complicated story. I do not like the police, how they engage with a lot of people. I do not like what the police engage with here. But let's be real. How can you, ignoring the nuance of a situation, praise these officers, praise them, while condemning the officers in Minneapolis? It is pure hypocrisy, absolute hypocrisy. Again, I will stress you, a cop comes up to you, man. You know, you, 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 and, and I, I can only advise you as per the United States. What I would say is, depending on the circumstances, and it's most circumstances, I don't, answer, I don't answer questions. That's it. End of story. Am I being detained? Okay. Am I free to go? Thank you. I, I won't. I won't. I'm sorry, man. They're, they're, you know, I'm, I am, I am, I am somebody who is a bit of a, a bickerer about my rights and about my own business. I don't know if you can do that in Australia. So I'll tell you what. If a cop takes it from asking you a question or stopping you and then flips it to choking you and slamming you on the ground, I'm not a fan. I err on the side of freedom over security. And I got to tell you, this was absolutely not necessary. Absolutely not. Now, here's what's scary. Look, let's, let's go over to justice served. They say, why you just follow the effing rules? This, this S is great. Tired of all these effing losers. Now we're starting to get a mix here. I'm confused. Is this good or is this bad? Don't want to get on the wrong side of the Reddit hive mind, that's for sure. For pretending to be liberals, you guys sure do get hard as F watching police F with people. Yup. They, they pretend, this, this subreddit specifically, they got the rainbow flag, they say no racism. They pretend to be on the left, but they love posting videos of police beating people. People who don't see the difference between this and police murdering peaceful protesters in America's streets are the reason for our country regressing. The poster conveniently left at the part of the video that shows what led up to her arrest. Hmm, I thought chokeholds were bad. 
Is that only with the black guys? No, because in America, they would have shot that person in the back 23 times and then beat their body with clubs. This is what you get in the conversation. I'm sorry, man. Listen, if you believe this woman should have just complied and this wouldn't have happened, I can respect it. And I think that's actually fairly true. Whether or not you have to comply with police is a different, uh, different story. In the United States, you don't, for the most part, depending. And in Australia, I guess you do. The only, the only complaint I really have is the lack of consistency from the left. Okay, you've got a situation where this woman is being, you know, attacked by a cop, thrown to the ground and choked, and they, and they cheer for it. Let's, let's, let's jump over to the other side, to what's going on over on the right. Man, let me tell you what. If you take a regular person and you show them a video of a woman being choked and slammed to the ground, they're going to be like, man, that's scary. That's really scary. Over a mask? Wow, that's scary. You then shown this video of Smash Mouth cheering to a big happy crowd and they're all celebrating. And he's like, man, F that S, you know, we're having a good time. Yay, cheering. And it's exactly what I've been saying for a long time. Here's how, I, here's how I've tried explaining to people the problem of the left versus the right in this country. You're standing in the middle of the street. To your left is a bar. To your right is a bar. On the left side, you have a bunch of angry leftists smashing windows and screeching and screaming. On the right, it's a bunch of regular looking guys having beers. You look over to the left and they say, hey, hey, ignore those guys. They're fascists. Come here. You walk over. What do they do? They question you. They challenge you. They tell you to shut your mouth and do as you're told. And you back away like, whoa, you walk over to the right. And what do you get? You get a bunch of dudes with beer saying like, hey, man, let me get you a beer. Come over here. I'll get you a drink. Let's have a conversation about politics. That's what we're seeing right now at mass scale. On the left, they will cheer when the police beat you if you're not on their side. On the right, they will say, F all that stuff. Come on, man. Let's have a good time. Look at this. The Sturgis motorcycle rally continued for its fourth day on Monday after a raucous concert on Sunday night in which coronavirus concerns were laughed off by the lead singer and maskless masses. Steve Harwell, the 53-year-old frontman of Smash Mouth, opened his band set with a rant caught on video against the virus, which has killed more than 160K. F that COVID as he yelled. Experts have warned that gathering, which is expected to bring 250,000 people to the city, uh, to the city of 7,000, had the potential to become a super spreader event. That's not true. All they have to do is hold up a sign that reads Black Lives Matter, and then all of a sudden the virus will stop spreading, right? I'm kidding. The excuse we often hear from the left is, well, when they protest, they wear masks. Yes, when they riot, they wear masks, and many are wearing masks. But shut up. This idea that like wearing a mask prevents all spread is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Then you get them mocking people. They say like Herman Cain, for instance, had COVID. And they say, and he wasn't wearing a mask. Like he refused to wear a mask and now he dies of COVID. And it's like, I thought, I thought COVID wasn't supposed to stop you from catching it. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, th- I thought the mask wasn't supposed to stop you from catching it, but to stop you from spreading it. Is that what their complaint is about? Listen, just because you're wearing a mask doesn't mean you stop the spread. That's ridiculous. Of course, people will take their mask off to eat. People, you know, have to take their mask off for a variety of reasons. Okay. And it's still the water droplets and, and, the, and the virus can still come out of the mask, too, at a much lower rate. So I'll tell you what, you may spread more at an event like this. Sure. Well, that's their choice, I guess. But you're still definitely going to be spreading at a protest. So if they're trying to claim that we're wearing masks, therefore protests don't spread. Oh, shut up. There was there was there was a direct increase following uh, a correlating with these protests that there was an increase in covid sparsely populated. South Dakota has been relatively spared by the pandemic so far. As of Monday night, there have been 146 deaths and 9,500 cases. Gee, and they never locked down. How weird is that? 
Again, you go to a conservative state with Republicans, your business remains open. There was a big list of stats on states and their GDP. And South Dakota was one of the only ones that actually ticked up a little bit. Everybody else was clapping. South Dakota, man. That's, I, guess, I guess you should move there. The Buffalo Chip, a campground hosting many of the bikers and putting on concerts, was reportedly at half capacity, but many of those attending were not wearing face masks. Smash Mouth's manager, however, praised the organizers for the work done beforehand and said the band members were confident of their own safety and their crew. The promoter did a fantastic job with their COVID protocol. He told Billboard, they had a very strict social distancing, uh, social distancing and mask policy in place for all workers. Everything backstage was sanitized. The band has their own COVID addendum to their rider, as well as the promoter and venue adhered to all of our requests. We spent endless hours advancing this event to make sure that it was that it was pulled off as safely as possible. And we are very happy with the outcome. Take a look at this photo. All these bikers, all these bikes are spaced in parking lots with with dividers like a normal parking lot. And they're separate from each other. Is it six feet? Actually, from person to person on the bikes, it may actually be just about six feet. So I'll tell you this. If they're sanitizing backstage, if they're, you know, properly spacing and social distancing and doing what they're supposed to be doing, why should we assume this will be a super spreader event? Oh, because it's not a Black Lives Matter riot. I guess that's how it works, right? Hey said Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth felt very good from the stage. However, as the performer, as performers, he said they did not have any control over which protocols the attendees followed. That said, most of all of them were on their motorcycles, which eliminated a lot of the physical contact between attendees and actually created a forced social distance. That's true. The Smash Mouth organization is taking this pandemic very seriously and has taken measures to keep our band, crew, and fans as safe as possible during this time. On Saturday night, a ZZ Top tribute band played to packed maskless crowds. Willie Nelson and Leonard Skinner were due to play, but pulled out due to the pandemic. At Monday's, Monday's rally press conference, Jody Van de Water, Sturgis police chief, said his department has had 65 fewer calls than last year, but there have been more misdemeanor drug arrests and non-injury incidents. The Department of Public Safety reported that police made 84 arrests from driving under the influence or drug-related offenses during a 24-hour period spanning from Saturday into Sunday morning. That's up from last year when 76 people had been arrested in a similar time frame. Okay, here's the point. Whatever your opinion is, I can understand if you're critical of Sturgis because you're worried about the spread, but I, I can't stand for the hypocrisy. The idea that the protests are all wearing, protesters are all wearing masks is wrong and not true. Look at any of the photos and you will see, well, many are, many aren't. Many are not wearing masks. Okay. We have seen videos of politicians also not wearing masks out in public. If you are upset with this and you are not upset with the Black Lives Matter protests, you're a hypocrite. If you're cheering for a woman being choke slammed to the ground and held down while she yells, I can't breathe for not wearing a mask, but you're upset about George Floyd, you are a hypocrite. And that's what we can get. The issue here, well, I understand that the initial, um, the, the other videos, and it's in Australia, it's not in the United States, but it shows you the sentiment of many Americans. We are in, we, we are facing morality government. I've been telling you it's going to be coming for quite some time, and you can see the divide. What will happen beyond November, as I always say, is beyond me. But take a look at South Dakota. No lockdown. They threw a parade for their, a parade for their governor. They're holding a big rally, and they're laughing and partying together. Meanwhile, in New Jersey, the governor is threatening small businesses. He's forcing them to close. He's arresting people. New York's doing similar things. It is a nightmare dystopia of authoritarianism in blue states. 
and things seem relatively chill for the most part in the red states. Now, what does that mean? I honestly, it it means that the Republicans are having an easier go of things, I guess. It means that the Sunbelt states that didn't lock down are doing a lot better than those that did. And surprisingly, New York and New Jersey, where where basically the epicenter was, and I say New Jersey because of the New York metro into the Jersey side, these are Democrat-run places. They did everything wrong. If they're being praised for doing everything right, why is it that we didn't see a super spreader, you know, a super spread in all these other states? There's no reason for it. Tell me why it was New York and not Los Angeles. Tell me why it was Los Angeles, uh, why, why, why it was New York and not, say, you know, South Dakota. There's no reason. If the spread per person, you know, it could be population density, I suppose. But that doesn't explain why Chicago and L.A. weren't hit as hard as New York. It's because New York failed. New York failed. And if you want to stay in these authoritarian places, fine. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out to the middle of nowhere and get away from all these crazy people. That's just the easy way to, easiest way to put it. South Dakota seems like a safe bet. They're taking care of their people. Not too many people there in the first place. And they're having a good time of it. I'm going to stay away from these places where you've got liberals cheering for police brutality when it benefits them and decrying it when it affects their, you know, their ideology or their, you know, their, their political point of view. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at one, uh, I'm sorry, at 4 p.m. over at TimCast.net. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all there. In what will come as a surprise to absolutely no one, so long as you've been paying attention, Multnomah County DA's office won't prosecute many arrested in Portland protests. Protests. Let me say that again for you. Portland protests. I actually agree with this 100%. By all means, if somebody is peacefully protesting and they get arrested for some nonsensical issue, they should be released with a slap on the wrist. The only problem? We're not talking about protests. Portland isn't experiencing protests. Portland is experiencing violent riots now for like 74 nights straight, where black clad individuals, according to the mayor of Portland himself, tried to murder a bunch of cops by blocking the exits to the police department building and then trying to set it on fire. They also broke through the barricades in the door of the police union building and tried to burn that down, too. They've gone to residential areas and they've actually attacked local residences. So, no protests. I'll tell you what. You show me a peaceful protest and someone being arrested for peacefully protesting. And I'm going to agree with you for the most part. You know, when we see nonviolent civil disobedience, people get arrested and typically the charges are a slap on the wrist, a court supervision. You go home, you're good to go. Just don't get in trouble again. And if you get, if you, get you know, they arrest you for protesting, they typically it's, it's like this. Listen, if you're like marching down the road and they say y'all can't be in the road and you say, well, we're we're going to rabble rabble in the road. They say, OK, we're arresting you. And you go, oh, I'm being arrested. They actually just end up releasing you. And often the charges are dismissed because you're just protesting. You know what I mean? These people are aiding and abetting violent extremists. Now, of course, the county DA is saying felonies. Yes, people deliberately causing damage will prosecute. But those who provide the human shield defense. Now you're good to go. So what do you think we're going to get from this? Well, the obvious more crime, more riots nonstop every night until I guess the election or whatever. I guess we'll see. Here's the story from Oregon Live. They say Multnomah County District Attorney Mike Schmidt announced on Tuesday that his office will not prosecute many protesters who have been arrested during recent Portland demonstrations. Just just stop. Do I have to edit these articles through the I, I can go into the source code and change it to change all instances of the word protest to rioter and demonstrations to rioter? Schmidt said his office will presu- presumptively decline to prosecute those whose most serious accusations 
doesn't involve deliberate property damage, theft, or the use of threat or force against someone else. Charges that fall under that category include interfering with a peace officer, second degree disorderly conduct, and rioting, among others. Quite literally, rioting. Stop saying protesters, Oregon Live. They just said if you're arrested for rioting, they will not prosecute. So they have said rioters. Is that so hard to understand? Those whose most serious accusation involves a city ordinance violation will also not be prosecuted. That I get, man. Jaywalking. Okay, fine. Blocking the road. Okay, fine. But rioting? Come on, man. As prosecutors, we acknowledge the depth of emotion that motivates these demonstrations and support those who are civically engaged through peaceful protesting. Schmidt, who recently took office, said in a statement, we will undermine public safety, not promote it if we do not take action to bring about immediate change. Prosecutors will scrutinize the cases of protesters accused of resisting arrest or assaulting a public safety officer and consider the chaos of a protesting environment, especially after tear gas or other less lethal munitions have been deployed against community members and mass. Quite literally, if you assault a cop, they're not going to prosecute you. This is beyond insane. Protesters accused of crimes that caused only financial harm will be offered conditional dismissal after paying restitution or making other amends. And then they'll go out and do it again, because guess what? They're well-funded. Bail groups will pay for it, and they'll be back out on the street vandalizing property and attacking people. And allegations of intentional physical violence against civilians and law enforcement officers, such as assault and arson accusations, will be handled according to the district attorney's office normal policies. The Multnomah County District Attorney's Office is neither condoning nor endorsing the conduct that led to the arrest or citation of a person, the office said. A prosecution declined decision does not change Oregon law. The new protest policy was unveiled as protests against police violence and anti-black racism are set to continue for their 76th, 76th day Tuesday. Hundreds of people have been arrested during the demonstrations. The policy announcement also came the day after the district attorney's office declined to prosecute activist Demetria Hester, who spent Sunday night in police custody after being arrested during a protest in North Portland. And now I bring you to the best part of this segment. I have already complained numerous times about how they say protester and demonstrator, but then literally say rioting charges. Let me make this clear. The media is absolutely framing this to defend the extremists who are engaging in violent activities, or at the very least, protecting those who engage in the throwing of explosives, setting fires, destroying property. The media is also protecting these people. So it works in multiple layers, okay? You get the extremists, the weapons and the explosives. Then you get the peaceful protesters, I'm doing air quotes, who link arms and protect them from the police. These people have now been told they will not be charged even if they assault a cop. Okay, they're rioters, right? They're assaulting police officers. Next, you get the media defense saying they're simply demonstrators. They're simply protesters. But now the media one ups the game. They mention Demetria Hester. They're not going to prosecute her, right? Here's how ABC does it. This is what ABC News said. You're going to love this one. Hate crime victim arrested at protest won't be prosecuted. Wait, 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 wait. Hate crime victim? When I first saw this story, I saw the headline. It sounded to me like somebody was at a protest, victimized by some racist, 
charged the racist with a hate crime, and then arrested the victim. Oh, what? How could this be? Ah, and I actually read it. You see, several years ago, she was the victim of a hate crime. Now she's being arrested for engaging in a riot, and they're framing it as though she is currently a hate crime victim. This one, I got got to give it to you. ABC News, you take the cake. The fake news trophy for the day goes to ABC. They say, Authorities say a black woman who became a leading activist in the Black Lives Matter movement after she was assaulted by a white supremacist three years ago won't be charged after her arrest early Monday, early Monday, angered protest leaders in Portland, Oregon. So the activists, the extremists, the rioters, they got mad. So what does the city do? You are free to go, ma'am, please. And then what did she do immediately? She got arrested again, like right afterwards. Look at this. They say Demetria Hester, 46, was booked on suspicion of disorderly conduct and interfering with a police officer during the protest that began Sunday night. The Multnomah County District Attorney's Office later said Hester would not be prosecuted, but offered no further details. Hester's arrest drew a sharp rebuke from national Black Lives Matter activists who are increasingly focusing on demonstrations in Oregon's largest city. Demonstrations, says ABC News. After her release, Hester said at a news conference that she would keep protesting and joined others in announcing plans for a fundraiser to send black mothers to Washington, D.C. I was born and bred to do this. This is a dream come true, Uh, Hester said, uh, tearing up as the crowd cheered. This is a revolution and we're getting reparations. We're taking it to D.C., baby. Oh, there you go. Revolution, nothing less, they say. The D.A. is in on it. These politicians and the Democrats are in on it. You You know what I think is going on? I've likened it to the one ring of Lord of the Rings. The left, the Democrats, think they can wield its power to try and win the presidency. It won't work. It is hurting them. And that's the point. Okay, you wear the ring. It doesn't help you. You lose your mind. And then you get stabbed by, you know, the ring raids and you turn into one or whatever. It's a Lord of the Ring reference. You probably get it. The point is they are absolutely turning into these ring wraith demon. They're absorbing this ridiculousness. It's infecting the Democratic Party and it's and it's becoming too late. It's hurting them. It's weakening their position. It's an, it's emboldening the right. It's giving Trump a great argument that he was right the whole time. And this was the mistake. I've said it over and over again. If the Democrats came out with a candidate who upheld a lot of the same policies as Trump and Bernie did, at least Bernie back in 2015, but this individual was professional, calm and charismatic, boom, landslide victory. No question about it. Instead, what do we get? Senile, old, creepy, sleepy Joe Biden muttering and mumbling, can't speak straight, doesn't even have a V. Uh, apparently he picked the VP recently. I, I, by, by the time you watch this, maybe they've announced it. The dude's late to the party. He can't speak. He's creepy. He, he's, he is deeply offensive and racist. That's the best they could offer up. Meanwhile, the people getting elected in these other places are desperately trying to play this Black Lives Matter game because they're scared. You know what they're scared of? They're scared that Donald Trump really is getting a lot of black support. Uh-oh. Candace Owens, Kanye West, Hodge Twins, Terrence Williams, a lot of people. A lot of people who are supporting the president and happened, happened to not be white. It's not just the black community. He's got a lot of Latino support, too. So, of course, the Democrats do everything in their power. And it is unfortunately a surface level solution. They support Black Lives Matter. And in my opinion, it's just going to make it all worse because people don't like rioting. I often wonder to myself if they're trying to help the man. Impeachment, you know, all these scandals, these investigations, they resulted in Trump raising record money, you know, throughout these past several years. And now here we go. 
They're playing the same game, releasing rioters, and, and, and they're straight up telling us right now. Look, we all saw the Jussie Smollett thing, right? We were all upset by it. We got hoaxed. Now they're saying, you know what? These people, we don't even care. We're not even going to prosecute them. If they're rioting, let them go. Then the media says they're protesters. You know what, man? <laughs> I'm just so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I'm sure most of you are as well. Hopefully, this is a wake-up call for people. You riot. They cut you loose. If you're a good, law-abiding citizen who's following all the rules, you get punished. They destroy your business, your home, your town. So I hope you vote against these people. I got a couple more segments coming up for you in a few minutes. Stick around, and I will see you all shortly. Pro-cop group sues Mayor de Blasio for denying Blue Lives Matter mural. Bravo, good sirs and madams who are suing this mayor who, without going through a legal process, used taxpayer funds to paint a political slogan for himself in front of Trump Tower in New York City, and then brought on 27 cops to defend it. I'm, I'm, I, I must admit, I am rather upset with the police who would defend this man's re-election campaigning, but sure, fine, I guess. He's now being sued. But I wonder, it's bigger than just this lawsuit. Why did Bill de Blasio decide to paint Black Lives Matter in front of Trump Tower? I guess because it, it sends a message to Donald Trump. Ha ha, Trump, you evil bigot. Ha ha, right? Is that the plan? Is that the idea? I don't buy it. I, I, I don't. Because Bill de Blasio made, Bill de Blasio made a statement uh, last week about buying up, em, buying up empty buildings and turning them into public housing. And it makes you wonder, what's Bill de Blasio's real plan? Why is he seemingly doing everything in his power to destroy this city? And why are we now seeing the collapse of retail chains and people fleeing the city? Small businesses are dying. And this isn't just in New York, but in New York especially, retail chains abandon Manhattan. People are fleeing the city. And Bill de Blasio is breaking the law. I wonder why. Oh, I have a general idea. Putting a giant Black Lives Matter mural illegally in front of Trump Tower probably is going to drop the value of Trump Tower. Think about it. You've got people showing up, splashing paint. The cops are in front. The road is blocked. Not a very good property to be at. They are trying to besmirch the name. To de It'll destroy the value of this building and many other buildings. And then surprise, surprise, de Blasio wants to use city resources to buy it up, even though they're facing a $30 billion budget shortfall and have to lay off like 22,000 people. What a strange and corrupt city. Here's a story from the Post. They say, a pair of pro-cop groups are suing Mayor Bill de Blasio after being denied a Blue Lives Matter mural akin to the one Black Lives Matter had splashed across Fifth Avenue, the Post has learned. The lawsuit filed late Monday by Blue Lives Matter NYC and standing up for NYC in the Southern District of New York accuses de Blasio and Department of Transportation Commissioner Polly Trottenberg of violating the group's First Amendment rights by allowing city property to be used by private speakers yet forbidding a similar mural supportive of cops. Here, here, bravo. I am not saying this because I support the group itself. I'm saying this because I don't care what your message is. If they're going to paint Black Lives Matter, then you have a right to have your message painted as well with taxpayer funds and support from the NYPD period. Equality under the law. They say the Black Lives Matter message is highly political and is generally understood by the public to be uh, to uh, and support a general anti-police message. Include some extreme measures as defunding the police and ending police activity, including the suit reads Blue Lives Matter founder Sergeant Joe 
Imperatrice told the Post on Tuesday that he simply wanted to be granted the same privilege to bring to light a cause that we so believe in would change the trajectory of equality for all those with the same interests. Certain politicians have gotten away from equality and fairness for all and have given the privilege to certain groups, he added. The co-founders of Standing Up for NYC, Jason Cohen and Tatiana Davidoff, said the mural is meant to honor cops and boost morale. The mural is the smallest thing we could do to show our respect for them during these controversial times, Davidoff said. The two groups penned a letter to Hisner last month requesting the pro-cop mural near NYPD headquarters in downtown Manhattan. But de Blasio refused, declaring in late July that Black Lives Matter, quote, transcends any notion of politics. This is about something much bigger than any one group. City Hall did not immediately respond for comment. Now, listen, I think this is mostly about Bill de Blasio's re-election campaign. I think he wants to show the city that he's progressive, that he's plastering this message all over the place, and therefore you should support him, even though he did it without a permit. He did it illegally. He used taxpayer funds and he had the NYPD out protecting it. But there's another aspect to this that I mentioned early on. It's going to negatively impact property value at a time when the city is already facing a major collapse of its retail industry. Chains are pulling out. People are fleeing the city. And it is generally just getting worse for everyone here. Why would Bill de Blasio prioritize this political message and then lie, saying that it is transcending politics? He's destroying the city on purpose. I've said it several times. And he's got his buddy, the governor, Andrew Cuomo, helping him. They set up checkpoints. They're fining people $10,000 for violating the COVID quarantine. And if you come to the city, it's 14 days of lockdown. Otherwise, you get said fine. Forgive me for the work that is going on outside. I apologize for the noise. The New York Times says retail chains abandon Manhattan. It's unsustainable. Some national chains, both retail and restaurants, are closing outlets in New York City, which are struggling more than their branches elsewhere. Yes, the mayor and the governor are doing everything, at least in my opinion, to destroy this once great city. The New York Times says, for years, Bryant Park Park Grill and Cafe in Midtown Manhattan has been one of the country's top grossing restaurants, the star property and arc restaurants portfolio of 20 restaurants across the United States. But what propelled it to the top has vanished. The tourists are gone. The office towers surrounding it are largely empty. And the restaurant's 1,000-seat dining room is closed. Instead, dinner is cooked and served on its patio. And the scaled-down restaurant brings in about $12,000 a day, an 85% plunge in revenue, its executive chief, its chief executive said. Five months into the pandemic, the drastic turn of events at businesses like Bryant Park Grill and Cafe that are part of national chains, show how the economic damage in New York has in many cases been far worse than elsewhere in the country. In the heart of Manhattan, national chains, including JCPenney, Kate Spade, Subway, and La Pena Quotidian, have shuttered branches for good. Many other large brands like Victoria's Secret and The Gap have their kept high-profile locations closed in Manhattan while reopening in other states. Michael Weinstein, the chief executive of Arc Restaurants, who owns Bryant Park Grill and Cafe and 19 other restaurants, said, that, said he will never open another restaurant in New York. This is the end of the Big Apple. There is no recovery from this. 15 days to slow the spread turns into five plus months. These businesses are closing permanently and they will never reopen again. 
But Bill de Blasio will take the opportunity to, to buy up this property using public funds to turn it into public services. Maybe that's the intent all along. There are a lot of interests, you know, politically to bolster Black Lives Matter and to use COVID to hurt Donald Trump's reelection. But what these Democrats did not realize is that supporting these fringe extremist groups, they are being taken taken advantage of and they will never recover from this. And maybe they don't care. There was a war game. I talked about this. The Democrats and never Trumpers, establishment politicians held a war game to play out, to to plan out sort of what would happen in on election night. John Podesta, okay, who was part of the Hillary Clinton campaign, said he would not concede if he lost and he would rather have the the West Coast states secede from the union or at least threaten to do so. They are so adamant about refusing to concede. They will destroy everything and they are. Now, Bill de Blasio is a radical. He's a he's a fringe far leftist. He's endorsing all of this. His daughter was arrested for engaging in the fringe far left extremism. And now the city is being burned to the ground. He's going to buy it up. And these establishment Democrats don't care. Why? It's better than losing. I think partly because they might get indicted, some of them, when John Durham releases his report. We'll see what happens. But they're, they're shaking in their boots. Podesta would rather see the country crumble than concede if he actually lost. And Bill de Blasio is taking advantage of this. So here's what we get. The establishment Democrats embracing Black Lives Matter, the riots, the extremism, exacerbating the problem of COVID, burning the city to the ground, don't know or care about what comes next. What comes next is people like de Blasio swoop in, take the buildings over and turn them into far left radical, I don't know, government programs. New York, man, what a terrible investment. All of these people who own real estate are going to be selling at a major loss. They're going, to give, they're, they're going to be giving it up to Bill de Blasio in the city, who can then, using the power of the law, all of a sudden enforce the law, refund the police, and then boom, property value skyrockets, and they will build the city, they will rebuild the city in their image. This is what you get when you emboldened, when you embolden these fringe extremists. It's sad, man. I, I, I really enjoyed living in New York for quite some time, but it's just getting crazier and crazier. And this is it. You know, the city's burning down. People are fleeing figuratively. And Bill de Blasio is just straight up lying to people. Straight up lying. No mural for you. No equality under the law. You can't run your business. Shut up. New Jersey is similar. The governor recently stated to all the businesses that he's, he's threatening them outright. We'll come for you. We'll shut you down for good. But guess what happens? If these businesses don't reopen, they get shut down for good anyway. So many are saying, F it, and they're opening up. The governor is going to come in, is going to stomp them out. Welcome to the nightmare state, man. If you live, if you live in a blue city or a state, you best get out. But they're, they're encouraging it. Hopefully we recover from this. We'll see how it plays out in November. Stick around. I got another segment coming up for you in a few minutes, and I will see you all shortly. Some woke crazy person tried canceling a simple store manager named Andy, posting a photo of him insulting him and trying to get him canceled or fired from his job. And just like with Target Tory, you may have seen the story where some crazy resistance leftist tried shaming a low, you know, a, a, a regular store clerk, store worker. We are now seeing Kroger Andy raise tens of thousands of dollars. It was raised by Target Tory for him to go on a vacation, 
The dude seems stoked. This is a happy story with a social justice twist, I suppose. International Business Times, Danielle becomes the new Karen after Kroger's store incident. Here it is. You may have seen the story a few days ago. Danielle Moscato says, I was just threatened with assault at Kroger in Louisville because I asked another customer to wear a mask and she refused. I reported it to a manager who found her and talked to her, but refused to do anything more. His name is Andy and he does not want Twitter to know that. What an awful person using your platform to target 84, Danielle Moscato, 84,000 followers tweeting out this bumbly little old dude over at Kroger to insult and take down regular people. That is their game. They want you to live on your knees, begging them for safety, begging them for forgiveness. Please don't hurt me. Please don't attack me and destroy my life. What did we see in Louisville? They went around to small businesses and threatened them. You give us money. Otherwise, this happens. And then a dude shattered a flower pot. They were shaking him down. The business owner said that it was mafia tactics. They were demanding it. But as part of their repercussions for noncompliance, they threatened social media activity against them. Basically, cancel culture. It's what they do. You see, they target small individuals, like small, low profile individuals, regular people working regular jobs to terrorize them. It didn't work this time. You lose. The creepy weirdos have lost. Andy is just a regular old guy. Look at this dude. He's minding his own business working. What's he supposed to do? What's he going to do? He's going to scream at somebody for not wearing a mask. He doesn't have the authority to do that. So Danielle tried to get him in trouble. But unfortunately for her and fortunately for everybody else, it didn't work. Target Tory to the rescue. Remember the story of Target Tory? Someone tried buying a toothbrush for one cent because the display model said one cent. And she told him she couldn't do it. And he took a picture of her and he shamed her on Twitter. And she made this funny look of rolling her eyes. And everybody came to her defense saying, leave her alone, dude. She's not a billionaire. She's not rich. She's some lady who works at Target. Well, she ended up raising a ton of money with the help of several people on Twitter. And now she's returning the favor for Kroger Andy. Here's the story. Target Tory launches fundraiser for fellow viral retail, retail worker Kroger Andy. A Massachusetts manager who was nicknamed Target Tory when a customer shamed her online has now come to the defense of another viral retail worker dubbed Kroger Andy and has raised $18,000 to send him on a vacation. You'll love to see it. A wholesome, wholesome story. They say a Tory Parodi, a manager at a Target store in Swansea, Massachusetts, jumped into the fray when a customer griped on Twitter about Andy, also a manager at a Kroger in Louisville, Kentucky. In a tweet, the customer, Danielle Moscato, explained that she had gone to Andy after she confronted another shopper about not wearing a mask and threatened and was threatened with assault. So we know that story. His name is Andy, and he does not want Twitter to know that. But Parati was quick to take a stand in support of the fellow retail employee, saying, can we stop using social media as a tool to shame people at their place of work? Dear Andy, I didn't want the Twitter world to know my name either. Turns out it isn't half bad, she wrote. The internet rallied around Parati back in January after a customer called the cops when she wouldn't sell him an $89.90 electric toothbrush for one cent. The displayed price on a shelf. No, no, no. The displayed price was for the display model. 
It was a non-functioning piece of plastic, and it said one cent because that, that they had to label it so they could properly put it on the shelf or something. The guy then said, yeah, it says one cent. I get the toothbrush. And she said, no, it actually doesn't work that way. So the dude shamed her. She ended up getting a bunch of money through a GoFundMe because rad people donated to send her on a vacation. I hope she enjoyed it. Twitter users took her side and created a GoFundMe to send her on vacation. And Parati announced she was returning the favor on Saturday with a fundraiser for Kroger Andy. The GoFundMe that I received after my ordeal changed my life and afforded me an epic and needed vacation. Let's do the same for Andy, she wrote on the GoFundMe page, which has raised $18,000 after Sunday afternoon. Well, it's more than that. $21,210 for this regular guy who did nothing wrong, was minding his own business, and was harassed by cancel culture outrage mobs. This is the key. This is how we do it. I wonder if there could be something similar to help protect people who might get canceled for speaking their mind on other opinions. I've talked to a lot of people who have told me they really do like Donald Trump. They're scared to say it. I've talked to a lot of people who say they don't really like Trump, but they feel they, they need to vote for him. It's, it's the right thing to do. And they're scared to say it. They could lose their jobs. Fortunately for Kroger Andy, Kroger actually tweeted out support for him. I love it. Kroger, this was awesome. Cancel culture is a blight on, a, on our society. And it creates nothing but anger, animosity, negativity. Make it stop. Okay. Kroger can do whatever they want with their, with their political messaging, whatever. I don't care. But doing the right thing, defending their employee who did nothing wrong. Bravo. I appreciate it. Check this out. $21,000. I hope the man makes way more than this. I hope people donate way more than this because we need to send a message. That's the point. To these people who would shame somebody just doing their job, try and cancel them through bullying and threats. We don't stand for bullying. And you know what? You try to shame this guy. Well, now he's going to celebrate it. You try to demand they do what you want. No, we're going to give him cash and tell him you do what you want, Andy. Don't listen to the crazies. Do your thing. You did the right thing. You did the best you could. And now we want to make sure you have the cash for your own freedom. That's what that cash is. It's access. It's independence. That money will allow him to make a decision for himself. You know what? I'm going to now go on a vacation. I'm going to go to Hawaii. I'm going to, well, unfortunately right now, because of COVID, he probably can't travel all that far. But hey, there's a lot of places in the US you can travel to. I recommend going up to say like Barrow, Alaska. Go off as far as you possibly can. That to me sounds like a dream vacation. Just the furthest most point of the United States. Try that one out. But well, you, you do what you got to do, Andy. But I'll tell you what, this is the, this is, the, I'm so, I'm stoked on this. The far left wants you to bend the knee. They want you to do what they want you to do. Giving someone cash is the opposite of this. This is the good, the light, the right, the good, the good guys here, right? What you are doing when you donate to a man like Andy or Target Tory is you're saying, I'm not going to tell you what you, what, what you need to do. I am going to let you choose for yourself and give you the ability to do it. It is the opposite of what the far left wants to do. These people are gross, but check it out. We got, we got some cool news here. We actually have found Kroger Andy. He tweeted a picture. He looks a lot better wearing, you know, like actually prepared to be caught on camera with a smile on his face. Team Andy, I am Kroger Andy. Target Tory announced he's been found. He is overwhelmed by, the, by everyone's support. He is very thankful. The GoFundMe at the time was $19,500. She said, I will be transferring the funds over to him and post a screenshot when completed. Now, Target Tory and, and Kroger Andy, I have but one simple bit of advice. Pay your taxes. Okay, actually, this is really interesting. 
I don't know how it would play out, but I think you could argue that these are gifts. This might be tax free for real. You can give someone a gift that's not that's that's tax free up to a certain amount. No one is expecting anything from these people for anything. They're not hiring them to do a job. They're not paying off any debts or anything like that. I'm not a tax lawyer. Don't take financial advice from me. I'm telling you, if you see a windfall, make sure you do what you have to do in terms of paying your taxes, because they might say, no, no, this is a large sum and you got to pay your taxes on it. But I suppose it's an interesting uh, new world with, with the Internet. And we are seeing now all of these people expecting nothing in return. They are choosing to gift this man money. I wonder how it would actually work out. This is rad. I hope to see more of this. In fact, I, it would actually be cool. And here's, an, here's, here's another actual bit of advice, I guess, for, for Target Tory. Maybe you guys, maybe, maybe you or somebody else, somebody interested, could, could set up a foundation or nonprofit that provides grants to individuals who are threatened by outrage mobs a safety net for people who are minding their own business and get targeted with these these creepy nonsensical attacks that try and destroy your life. It's a tough thing to do. I don't think it's the easiest thing in the world, but I hope whatever this is continues. And I hope that people who try to shame them learn their lesson. What is a little bit, I guess, concerning is what if people realize this and try to exploit the phenomenon? Remember when people would like write on, rece- on, on receipts, no tip for you because uh, you're a, you know, I'm a jerk or whatever. And then some people would then post the receipt and be like, look what they did. They said no tip. People realized they could stage these things and exploit people's goodwill for cash. That is, a, that is a concern for me here. I'll tell you what. For now, it's a wholesome story where the, the, the woke far left bullies failed. And this happy dude now gets to have a really good time. It's, like, it's, it's almost like a, a winning lottery situation, right? I'm excited I'm glad to see that Target Tory is doing well for herself and she's having a good time and she's paying it forward and helping out Kroger Andy and good on them, man. You know, hopefully after the election, after all this whatever nonsense, we come back to a point of civility. We get past this cancel culture psychosis. For now, I'm willing to accept the goodwill of the people to support these, to support Target Tory and Kroger Andy. But I, we, we, we need this cancel culture far left stuff to end. That's what we really need. For now, I'll take what we can get. So I'll leave it there. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Stick around. Next segment will be tomorrow at 10 a.m. And I will see you all next time.